Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. Welcome to the Dodge Program here on 3CR 855 on the AM Dial and podcast on the www's. Um, yeah, www.adogs.info just by the way, because we are the DOGS, we are the dogs, we are the defenders of government schools. And defence is a term you use in war, and um, war has been declared in the last week when it comes to public education in Australia. And um, the battle lines are being drawn by various political parties in relation to the state election in Victoria. We'll be analysing that in detail. But the federal government's just a complete mess at the moment. And Jean's got a few things to say about that because they don't actually have an education policy. It's ridiculous. Uh, it, it, it's now, I mean, I'm being a bit punchy here on the defence of government schools. Um, we have to defend government schools because we just have to assume the federal government's not going to give state or government schools any money in the next near future because, because, because they're a coalition government, I suppose. But we don't know. <laughs> they don't actually have a policy. Public the whole thing's are not in their DNA, Robert. Well, no, public schools aren't in the coalition's DNA, but public schools um, aren't, don't seem to be on the radar. In fact, the whole school funding thing is to be so hard that, that Scott Morrison's put it literally, figuratively into the two hard basket, and Jane will be telling you more about what our ridiculous Prime Minister is doing. Um, I call him ridiculous because I didn't vote for him, and there has actually been a change of government. There was a government that had policies about a month ago, and now we have a government that has no policies, so I don't know what they're talking about. Jane's going to unpick that later in the show, and I'll be actually outlining the battle lines. I'll be telling you where the trenches are in the new war between private education lobbyists and the public school system, which is going to take place over the next eight weeks leading up to the state election. And and there's some very interesting things that have happened I think we should analyse and share with you, and a bit of music and a few other things as well. Um, Of course, we're finishing with our great state school. We're travelling all the way to Newport in the inner west of Melbourne to look at Newport Lakes Primary School. And Jean will be interested. She used to work out there, and I'm sure many of our other listeners will be as well. Anyway, we'll be returning um, with a really punchy version of the Dogs program this week, um, right after this. Are we on a path to totalitarianism? Are governments and technocrats developing technologies that hand them greater control over our lives? In the face of such far-reaching webs of control, what are we to do? With speculative minds Lizzie O'Shea, Timothy Eric Strom and Jacob Grech, we're going to be exploring these questions and more through a live panel discussion. Tune in on Wednesday, September 26th from 7am on 3CR Breakfast 
where we contemplate the societies of the future. Let's reclaim our minds from the cultural engineers. Friends of the Earth's Walk This Way is back. Join us on Saturday, October 13th on the sponsored walk of Melbourne's beautiful Bayside Tracks to launch our new waste and consumption campaign and take action on climate change. Together, we'll walk 15 kilometres and raise $20,000 for Friends of the Earth. We will be highlighting key issues around climate resilience, rising sea levels and plastic pollution in our oceans. Getting involved is simple. Sign up online at walkthisway.org.au, get sponsored, spread the word and get walking. Join us as we journey through coastal communities who are most vulnerable to the impacts of climate change. We'll finish up with a community picnic in the Katani Gardens in St Kilda. Friends of the Earth is a proud supporter of PCR. Welcome back to the Dogs Program here on 3CR 855 on the AM dial and podcast on the www's at www.adogs.info. Um, Look, if you're listening on the webs, welcome. Uh, welcome to our website. Um, anything we say, you can check us out on our website because all the details are there, including a press release you're about to hear from Jean. What's the press release number, Jean? Uh, 763. 763. 763 of them there on the website. This is going to be the latest of them. Before we get to Jean's press release, I'm going to preface what she's talking about because it has quite significant impact on us living down here in Victoria. Um, we're about to go to a state election in Victoria. Things are about to get very sticky and very hot. And um, the State Education Minister has said we're actually not going to have a funding agreement for education in Victoria from Canberra at all. It's just not going to happen. He was, he was wondering at the time, this is a couple of weeks ago, whether when they meet with the Prime Minister they can nut something else. But he wasn't really very hopeful that was the case because the Catholic sector around Australia and particularly in Victoria is waging a very vocal campaign against the federal government's Gonski 2.0 proposal saying it's unfair to the poor Catholic schools. The independent schools are now arcing up saying that it's not fair to the Catholic schools, it's doubly not fair to us. And there are no state school lobbyists around in, in, in the federal sphere. So the state school lobby is being left, left way behind as the independent schools and the Catholic schools start bickering amongst each other about the crumbs from the table that, well, they want the crumbs from the table that the state schools get from the federal government. It's starting to get very vicious. And Molino's saying, look, we've got no leadership from Canberra. We don't know what the policy is, so we're going to have to start doing things for ourselves down here in Victoria. It's rather interesting. But just in the last couple of days, something ridiculous has happened. Something completely ridiculous. The government has stopped governing. That's the federal government. Yeah, the federal government actually stopped being a government. Jean, can you, can, can you fill us in? Because I think it's all about education. I think poor Scott Morrison thinks the whole thing about education is just too hard. I think that, to be fair, we have to point out that there's also a problem with energy policy and health policy and drought relief, but um, and education hospital and hospital funding, yes. But um, I suspect that uh, the Catholic sector and Antian and education funding are really not just 
in the too hard basket, they're on the back burner and they're getting hotter every day. So here's our press release 763. The business of government held up by Dan Tien working up a political fix on Catholic schools. Church tail wagging the Australian government dog. On Tuesday the 18th of September, the Australian people were told that the Prime Minister Scott Morrison has cancelled the October COAG meetings. Well, for those of you who are uninitiated, COAG means the Council of Australian Governments. And this COAG organisation is the peak intergovernmental forum in Australia. And its cancellation means that the working of the Australian Federation, the government's federal and state, is on hold until Scott Morrison and his government have got their act together. What I find extraordinary is that this is not just a cap- what you call a captain's pick, it's a captain's decision uh, that the government just doesn't go on. A meeting which is now scheduled, not for October, but for December, and one wonders whether that will take place. But can Scott Morrison single-handedly cancel that as well? So what is holding Scott Morrison up? Federal officials have told their state counterparts that various reforms are not yet ready for detailed discussion. What reforms, Australian citizens may ask? The October COAG meeting was originally supposed to consider drought, health funding and measures to reduce family violence. But the leadership change in Canberra has blown the schedule off course. In particular, senior officials confirmed the discussion would be deferred until the new government settled its revised position on health and education funding. And the Guardian newspaper tells us that in particular, the new Federal Education Minister, Dan Tian is working up a political fix for Catholic schools. So now we have it. Health and energy issues, not to mention bullying in the Liberal Party's side, a major problem holding up the Government of Australia is the appeasement of the Catholic education sector. Once again, the church tail is wagging the Australian Government dog. But as Scott Morrison's government staggers on, the non-Catholic, non-government school sector otherwise known somewhat euphemistically as independent school sector, is not leaving its eggs in the Liberal Party basket. The former Turnbull government had done a $4.4 billion pre-spill deal with the Catholic sector contingent on its acceptance of a needs-based funding model based on individual parents' capacity to pay fees. The deal would reportedly mean that the Catholic schools that benefited from the recommendations of the SES review could move to a new funding model sooner, while those that suffered from it could keep their existing socio-economic status from 2011 until 2027. The so-called independent sector are not happy at being left behind and they accu- they accused and being accused of rotting the system by the Catholic sector. 
Mr Elder was accusing them of rotting the system, which no doubt they're doing, but no more and probably less than the Catholic sector. So while the so-called independent sector cry poor and demand more public money, they can find funds to employ a top-level labour-aligned lobbying firm to push their case in Canberra. Once again, The Guardian tells us that the Independent Schools Victoria and the Association of Independent Schools of New South Wales have both hired lobbying outfit Hawker Britain to represent them in Canberra. Well, who is this lobbying firm? Because public servants don't run the government anymore. Lobbyists do. There are more lobbyists in Canberra, I understand, than there are public servants these days. The federal government is no longer the majority employer in the city of Canberra. Lobbyists and attendant trades employ more people in Canberra than the public service. Yeah. Well, co-funded co-funded by the political strategist and former Kevin Rudd advisor Bruce Hawker and the former Labor staffer David Britton, this firm, this lobbying firm, is one of the largest ones in Canberra. It's currently headed by a man called Simon Banks, who was a former advisor to Rudd and Mark Latham, and it lists the Commonwealth Bank, AMP and Amazon among its long list of high-profile clients. Well, a lot of them are on the nose too, aren't they? The non-Catholic sector may be sensible to hire a labour-aligned firm in the lobbying stakes of our corporate democracy, being realistic amid the government's instability and falling polls. But amid all the hoo-ha-ha, it should be noted that the majority of children in Australia, namely 64% and growing, still attend public schools. The coalition ignores them at its peril, while the Labor Party, sidling after the religious vote, should not take this public school vote for granted. So that is our press release, and um, thank you to Robert for putting it in context of the upcoming Victorian election? Well, as I say, there's a war coming in Victoria and some of the troops are being marshalled off, off in Canberra as well in terms of who are the, who are the soldiers? And it's obviously going to be a, a very significant lobbying effort from Canberra. And as I'll be reporting later here in Victoria with Stephen Elder, um, the uh, head of the Catholic Education Commission here in Victoria, um, firing the first shots across the bow. And when in a political war, shots are fired. It's always good to examine the weapons they use. And the weapons they use, of course, are the rhetoric, the ideas. Um, and I think we're going to be examining those in, in some detail because this is going to be fascinating. Because the state Labor government, under Daniel Andrews, Andrews, for the first time in perhaps three generations of human beings is actually coming out and saying, in a, in, a, in a very unambiguous way, that they want the people of Victoria to enrol in state schools. They don't want them to enrol in private schools, they want them to enrol in state schools. And more than that, they want them to enrol in their local state schools. And they are saying they are going to put the money and resources in to those schools that are needed to create 
all great state schools in the state of Victoria because, and there's, well, there's lots of because, um, because they're going to make it an election issue. They're going to fight the election on the basis that the Labor Party will be supporting state schools and the Liberal Party, by definition, because of the lobbyists and, and, and because of their ideology, cannot and will be exposed to that. Um, this, the Labor Party has actually been listening to the Dogs Program, I think, for over the last couple of months and taken my advice in saying there is a wellspring of goodwill that the Australian people have for state schools. If a political party uses that goodwill to get themselves elected, then so be it. Something else has been happening, Robert, which you don't read about in the mainstream press. Uh, the Teachers' Federation and other groups have been very quietly getting together. They haven't been spending money on uh, high-profile lobbyists or robocalls. They have been door-knocking. There is a fair funding campaign that took place, particularly in New South Wales, in the last couple of weeks. And large numbers of teachers and parents very quietly went out all over New South Wales and door-knocked. And uh, I found this very, very interesting. And here in Victoria we have a group called Our Children, Our Schools, our being, of course, the state school system, mm. who've also been putting pressure um, politically. And the Labor government's made a decision. They've actually nailed their colours to the mask. I don't know how for, for how long, but at the moment in this election they're saying, vote for us and you'll get a good state school system, a properly funded one by this government. And this is in contrast to the Liberal, Liberal Party's policy, which is, well, you shouldn't, like, support state schools because... That's advertising and a waste of taxpayers' money. Anyway, bye. <laughs> that seems to be the Liberal government's uh, response. But we'll be doing, dealing with this in detail, actually, I think, after a little bit of music. Welcome back to the Dogs Program. Yeah, a little bit of different music there. That's the Beatles from their Abbey Road album. And in a, a, um, a track entitled, You Never Give Me Your Money. <laughs> Um, that's something the private school lobby would never say in Australia because they get a lot of our money, quite frankly. Um, I was talking about the war, the education wars, which will become a hot-button um, political issue in the next nine or eight weeks or so until we get to vote for a new government here in Victoria. Um, it's football season. If you're in, living in Melbourne or even in Victoria and you don't know it's um, coming to the end of the football season with grand finals everywhere, um, then, then you're living under a rock and the state government's going to use football to advance its education agenda. They're going to put giant ads, 30-second ads up and billboards all around um, the MCG for preliminary finals and grand finals. And the state government's ads will be saying, just in very, very simple terms, enrol your child in the local state school. Not the local private school. No, no, no. Enrol your child in the local state school because it's a great school. Now, the state government campaign was actually has just been launched and it's to promote public schools and drive up enrolments, drive up enrolments in public schools. And this is actually signalling a significant departure in the state government from the mantra that we've heard from all governments across Australia. And the mantra is, inverted commas, school choice. I'm quoting now from an article by Henrietta Cook, published in The Age on the 17th of September 2018. Henrietta says that nine weeks out from the state election, the Andrews government has rolled out advertisements on digital displays at the MCG that urge footy fans to enrol now in your state school. The campaign will appear on TV, 
across digital platforms, in radio, on billboards, on buses and also in the old-fashioned print media as well. And the government would not actually disclose the cost of that campaign, saying that, you know, you will, that, all, all that money will be reported at some time in the future. The move to entice more students to the public school system comes as data reveals there's a significant increase already in parents choosing public schools. The parents are leading yet again. The government follows, the people lead. Now, state schools' share of enrolments is actually expected to go up. Advertising campaign or no advertising campaign, from currently 63.7% to 64.7% over a couple of years. And this, of course, is reversing a 20-year shift, which the students have been going to private schools instead of public ones. The parents are leading. They've worked it out. Now, through a growing number of parents choosing state schools, one in two Victorian families are bypassing, and this is the problem, actually, bypassing their local state school, according to the Auditor General's report in 2017. Now, this presents a problem for the state government. James Molino said the ads to promote the the great work taking place in, in state schools and is aimed to attract the best teachers to the state school system. He says, and I quote, this is the Education Minister... With so many new schools, new state schools being built and existing state schools expanded, Victorian parents need to know they can enrol their child in a world-class public school close to their home. Now, this is the interesting bit. But the opposition education spokesman, Tim Smith, this is the Liberal Party, labelled the campaign political advertising and said the money will be better spent on teachers and students, blah, blah, blah. He said this should be seen for what it is, a publicly funded political advertising in the lead-up to the state election. Yeah, yeah, OK, it is. I actually agree with the, with the Liberal Party guy. That it absolutely is, because it's a point of difference. Now, James Molino has a problem. There are more and more kids going into the state school system, but they're going into, inverted commas, good schools. Now, those good schools are bursting at the seams. We've been reporting on this for over, over two years now. The good, inverted commas, state schools are bursting at the seams and the not good state schools have all these spare classrooms and all this underutilised infrastructure. They're all, in fact, all good schools. It's just that there's questions of rumour. Of course. Yeah, I mean, parents get around, they have a gossip and we discussed this in detail last week about how parents can define what a school is by saying it's good or not when it has nothing to do with the actual fact of the matter. Mm. But Molino... I think it's being deeply responsible because schools, in the end, are infrastructure. You can talk about social capital and all that sort of stuff, but if you've got a school on the ground and you're paying for it, you want it to be used as effectively, as accountably and as efficiently as possible, in that order, I would suggest. It's got to be effective, it's got to be accountable, it's got to be efficient at the moment. Good schools are being over-enrolled, inverted commas, and the schools which lack that perception are being under-enrolled. This is a waste of taxpayers' money. He's saying, I'm going to save money by promoting state education and promoting families to send their children to the local school. This means that local schools are set up based on the likely number of students that are going to be in the area. That's, that's the way it's worked for years and years and years. That's why you have school zones. A school is built in a school zone because there's a number of children there that need to go to that school. And off you go. Now, at the moment, parents are bypassing their local schools, and this is creating uneconomic problems. This is creating problems of scale. This is creating problems of money, 
being spent expanding the inverted commas good schools and having crowded playgrounds and crowded classrooms and then there's a school down the road which has empty classrooms. Now, as an education minister, he sees this as an economic problem. He said, no, we're going to put money into making every school a great school, which is what we've always said here at the Dogs. If you say, oh, I couldn't possibly send my child to the local state school, you wouldn't send your dog there, and I've heard people say that, what they're saying is that um, we're just going to give up. And what Molino's saying is, no, we're not. If that's what you think, you're wrong, and I'm going to prove you wrong. Every state school deserves to be a great school, and he's going to, or he's committed to funding it that way. A national education system that is based upon the preferences of parents just cannot, never has, never could work. A national education policy looks at the common good and where the money is going to be spent uh, most efficiently and economically for the greatest benefit for the greatest number of children. And we have so many children in Australia who are being sold short because our policy depends upon this strange idea of choice and preferences of parents. Of course every parent wants the very best for their children, but they'll only get the very best for their children as history shows, if they also want the best for all of the children. We're in it together. We aren't just an island. No man is an island. I think it was John Dunn who said, listen, to who, for whom the bell tolls, it tolls not for someone else but also for thee. Indeed. So listen for where the votes poll, because they poll for thee, Mr Merlino. Absolutely, because I think he's on a winner here. We'll see how this all goes. Um, look, this has been brewing for some time. There's a parents group called Our Children, Our Schools, which I mentioned here in Victoria, which has actually been calling on the government to fund a campaign to promote public education. They've been on this for two years. Now, the president of that group, Our Children, Our Schools, I love the word our, because you can't argue with it because they're open to all, offensive to none. It's a universal education. It's the only one we have, because private schools, by definition, are not. So our country, or our, sorry, our children, our schools, President Kate Hall said, it's time for the education state championed its own public education system. And this is exactly what they've called for. Victoria has historically been a bit of an outlier compared to other states when it comes to promoting public education. Now, Richard Teese, sort of sometime friend of the dogs and sometimes not, at the University of Melbourne, Mr Professor Teese, uh, said the campaign was actually a welcome departure from previous practice. He recognises it. Professor Teese says, In the past, the Ministers for Education have stressed that they're responsible for both government and non-government sectors, and they can't be seen promoting one at the expense of the other. Now, Baines Molino is coming out directly in favour of public schools. Now, these advertisements, and I'm sure you're going to see them over the weeks to come, have been authorised by the Victorian Government and feature children, parents and students talking about the benefits of attending their local state school. One teacher in the ad says, the science teacher says, oh, it's, our school is a great place to learn. Find out about public schools in your area to enrol your child today and make our school their school. Now, in response to this, and this is where the war starts, the weapons used by the public education advocates, including ourselves, are things like logic and fairness 
and thinking about the big picture, about what is the best outcome for all people, and of course that's the state education system. The Catholic education of Victoria Executive Director Stephen Elder, he has his own weapons, and this is them. He says, while it was fine, he says, he, he permits the state government to promote state schools, the Catholic sector, he says, takes a huge load off the people of Victoria. What a load of billions of dollars. He says he provides... That he, provide, that he, he gets from He us. says Catholic education provides more than 2,010 students, close to a quarter of the state school children, and is Victoria's second biggest school system. Well, therefore, that, that is factually correct. He says educating a student in the Catholic sector saves taxpayers money. Not anymore. No, it, that, that's actually a lie. Sorry, I mean, no, I, I, I can't say that on radio, can I? Um, that is an untruth. <laughs> it's a proven untruth. He's been repeating this proven untruth for some time. And he has it all up, as he would do. He's saying, or $100,000 over 13 years of schooling, he says, the Catholic sector saves us poor taxpayers this money. That's factually not true. Factually not true. The Australian Education Union, Deputy President Judith Malay, said celebrating public education was fantastic and consistent with the role of state government. I think the Australian Education Union Deputy Victorian President Justin, Justin should actually say a bit more than that, and I'm hopefully they will over the, over the weeks and months to come leading up to the election. Because the Australian Education Union needs to actually support these ideas. If not, um, politically, this government, certainly these ideas. Now, this is where it starts. This is the beginning of this war in Victoria, but it's certainly not where it ends. And I'm going to highlight exactly how things I think are likely to play out in this education war in Victoria after, I don't know, after this. Have you been a patient at Monash Health? Then we need your help. Because we care for patients from so many countries speaking so many different languages, we need your help to make the patient experience better. To make a real difference, register to be a consumer advisor. Visit the Monash Health website, monashhealth.org. Monash Health is a 3CR supporter. launch of the 2019 How to Make Trouble and Influence People Diary on Saturday the 6th of October from 3 to 6pm at the Old Bar, Johnson Street, Fitzroy. There'll be readings as well as music from Cold Hands, Warm Heart and Laura McFarlane. Entries free. Proceeds from the diary sales and 20% of the afternoon's bar takings will be donated to 3CR and the Rainforest Information Centre. So come read, drink and be merry. How to Make Trouble and Influence People Diary launch. The Old Bar, Saturday 6th of October, 3 to 6pm. See you there. Welcome back to the Dogs Program. Well, we'll be talking about primary schools and secondary schools when it comes to the promotion by the Victorian Labor Government of public education. But the Labor Government in Victoria made a really, really, really big mistake about 15 years ago. And the Liberal government, of course, followed up on that mistake. They privatised our TAFE sector. Mm-hmm. They just privatised it. And it has ended up in an unmitigated mm-hmm. snafu. It is so bad, the TAFE sector in Victoria. And finally, but finally, 
the state Labor government said, actually, we've stuffed up. We're going to go back. We're going to go back to the way it was. Back to the future, indeed. Because Labor government's promised that TAFE colleges, not private providers, TAFE colleges will receive an extra $220 million to rebuild the campuses that have been destroyed under the previous Labor governments. Well, fair enough. Also the Liberal government. Also the Liberal governments as well. It's the neo-Liberal uh, oh, it's the neoliberal agenda that private's good and public is bad, so therefore TAFE colleges will let to go to rack and ruin while private providers took the money from the government to educate the people but then completely failed to educate the people and the whole thing's just a complete mess where everyone's with massive student debts and no education. Yep. Long sentence, no pauses, no commas, but that's basically it in a nutshell. And they no jobs stuffed well, it up. No jobs well enough paid to even pay their debts back. Indeed. Anyway, Labor government said, yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> completely stuffed up the TAFE sector. We're going to fix it up now. Um, of course, it's politically motivated because it's come up to election. The Melbourne Polytechnic um, in Collingwood campus will receive $40 million. Bang. New equipment, digital media production, IT training and creative arts courses. Uh, why would it be the Collingwood campus of Melbourne Polytechnic? Oh, Collingwood campus is in the Richmond electorate, which Labor holds to a 1.9% margin to the Greens. So the Labor Party is taking on the Greens too with their TAFE funding. Now the Andrews government is seeking to contrast its spending on the TAFE sector with the cuts implemented by previous governments, including Labor ones. The former coalition government slashed funding to many courses and had been to rein in dodgy providers in the private sector that were rorting government funding arrangements. However, the funding cuts also hit TAFE colleges as well as the private providers, resulting in teacher job losses and the closure of campuses. Tuesday's election pledge comes after the government announced it would spend $172 million to make 30 TAFE courses and 18 pre-apprenticeship courses free of charge. Whoa, how good is that? Premier Daniel Andrews said there will be no cuts or closures in the TAFE sector under his government. Well, it's a promise, but it's worth making a promise. Um, We are very serious, he says, about making sure we've got the best vocational education and training sector anywhere in the nation because, quite frankly, at the moment, we do not. We have arguably the worst vocational education and training sector in the country because we privatised it. Now, this week, the government also announced it would bring back trade papers and formally recognise the skills of people who have successfully completed apprenticeships. Training and Skills Minister Gail Tierney said trade papers have been abolished by the previous government, but employers asked for them to be reintroduced. Basically, if you complete a course and you become an electrician, you get your papers so you can go and work as one. Previous government said, no, nope, we're going to abolish those. That's just a waste. You know, that's, that's red tape. I don't know why they did it. Anyway, they did it for whatever reason, probably to save some money or something, or maybe to make the private providers slightly more legitimate because if you get your papers from a proper government TAFE, that means something, or it used to. Stephen Ryan, the opposition spokeswoman... Oh, sorry, Steph Ryan, the opposition spokeswoman for training skills and apprenticeships, said they had been a decline in student numbers under the Victorian Labor government. So she didn't have anything to say. Yep, that's true. She said the coalition government would bring, build a strong TAFE system and address the challenges of future work, introducing micro-qualifications that would offer more targeted training. Yeah, she's just saying no. Whatever. She'd privatise it yeah, a bit more. Yeah, yeah she'd privatise it a bit more. Sorry. Um, good. Good. Takes a bit of gust to say you got it right and start to put it right. Um, I think it's absolutely fascinating. Publicly funded, publicly accountable, effective and efficient education is now a political football. 
is it or isn't it? There is now a clear choice in, in, in Victoria. Now, I'm not, by the way, just, just to let you know, here, in, here at the Dogs, we don't ask you or ever, ever ask you or demand or, or, or cajole you to vote for one political party or another. We just don't do that. I mean, I'm not a member of a political party. No one the dogs is. It's not, that's not part of what we do. We just outline the ideas that are being fought over and the positions that the various political parties have or indeed, or indeed promise to have, which is completely and, different. And, and as time. it comes closer to the elections, we'll certainly be looking at what the Greens have got to offer and also for public education, that is, and also what I think it's the Reason Party. Indeed. Uh, Indeed, there are, the or Reason Party. Or any other independents. Uh, with the rise of independence in Australian politics, okay. life is becoming much more interesting right. for the voter. Yeah, because, in, because, well, I don't know, in Victoria, the last election, one in four voters, at least, probably more, did not vote for any of the major parties. Now in Australia, I think it's one in three. Yeah, one in three just don't vote for the major parties. <laughs> the whole whole thing's got so crazy. So I think we've outlined the opening shots in the war on education here in Victoria, and it's nice to have the war. It's nice that some people in the Labor Party at least are listening to the Dogs Program because this is what we've been advocating as an election winner for them for some time. Or indeed the Liberal Party if they chose to take it up. Um, they have not chosen to take it up. The Labor Party hasn't. I think it's fascinating. Absolutely fascinating. So... I'll be listening to the dogs over the next couple of months because things are going to get really interesting around the corner here in Victoria. But anyway, we'll be back with some more after a little bit of music.
Well, thanks very much for sticking with us here on the Dogs Programme. We've been listening to the Sabre Dance, wonderful thing. I'm not quite sure who that's by, actually, I should tell you. I think it's Rimsky-Korsakov. Um, ring in if, you, if I'm wrong, um, for sure. Look, we're going to just depart now for, in, in, a, in, a, in a slight way from the state of Victoria and talk about the federal sort of, oh, I don't know what's going on up there. Who can tell? Shostakovich, I think. Oh, Shostakovich, you were saying in music. Oh, no, I, I, not sure. Not oh, sure. we're not sure. <laughs> Thank you very much. So, Sabre Dance by Somebody. Um, Rimsky, Rimsky Shostakovich. Yeah, anyway. Um, for, for musicians out there, that, that was a joke. Yeah, anyway. Um, Bacchus Marsh. It's in Victoria, but the, but the, but the principle of Bacchus Marsh grammar. I've got to, not got to laugh when I say that. Um, Bacchus Marsh grammar, the principle there. Andrew Neal. Okay, Andrew Neal, and he's threatening to embark upon a political campaign because he doesn't like the Catholic sector's bullying of the federal government. He thinks that's bad. Those Catholics are bullying the poor politicians. Us Anglican grammar should bully them equally as much, otherwise bad things were happening. Now, there is a concerted campaign in key suburban and regional seats that could pose an election threat to the Morrison's government, which is poised to announce a major change to the way private schools' wealth is assessed. Yes. They don't like this. For the first time, federal funding will be calculated partly on the actual income tax returns of the actual parents in the actual schools, rather than the median income of the suburb in which they live. Is that before um, taxation exemptions and uh, taxation expenses? The actual income, I wonder, or the taxable income? The actual income tax returns. So about, it'll, be, it'll be the income that they get and then the return. I don't know, Jane. I don't know the answer to that question. It's believed the reform has secured general support from the Catholic and independent negotiators, but the details have been subject to strict confidentiality. We, the Australian people, are not allowed to know what the Catholic and the independent school people talk to the government about. We're not allowed to know that. That's very, very secret. But Mr Neil, who's been a principal at the Backish Marsh Grammar West of Melbourne, said schools have been sideswiped by material from the National Schools Resourcing Board. He says, analysis of the secret data indicating his school stood to lose $4 million a year under the new system because his parents are really rich. And he says that's going to be a massive change which would necessitate fee increase for its 2,300 families at Bacchus Marsh Grammar. Yes. Oh, by the way, Bacchus Marsh Grammar can enrol who the hell they like. They are the opposite of send your child to the school in the local area. Bacchus Marsh Grammar are exempt from the laws of the country. They can de-enrol a student because they don't like them. And Mr Morrison is going to make sure that they can employ who they want. Yes, absolutely. Uh, because he thinks that is a question of religious liberty. That's right. And that is a question. Oh, if it, if it Bacchus Grammar, the principal doesn't like the cut of the cleaner's jib because they happen to be involved in a homosexual relationship and got married, which is perfectly uh, legitimate under Australian law. That's perfectly legal to do. Um, well, it's not legal in his school. He said, well, I don't like you anymore. You're not fitting with the values of school. Goodbye. I'm sacking you. He can do that. So he wants, I mean, so this, this guy is a sort of, you know, this guy is the principal of a private school. He can do what he likes. And he wants his money, this taxpayer's money. He, he doesn't want to give it up. He's going to go to war. He says, give me my money because I don't care if my parents are rich. I'm just going to have my money. Thank you. 
another four million things. And he says he will target two dozen outer urban, suburban, regional schools across the country to form a new network to fight so they can get their money. The Catholic Centre has argued the current system shortchanged its low-fee schools in wealthy areas. The coalition under both Malcolm Turnbull and Scott Monaghan has sought a solution that will quieten Catholics and quieten all the other religious people because the vast majority of private schools in Australia are run by religious organisations of one form or another. Private schools are run by Anglicans and they're run by exclusive brethren and they're run by Islamic people and, and Seventh-day Adventists. Seventh-day Adventists run schools and Scientology runs a school here in, here in Essendon. Scientology, yes, if you want to promote Scientology, the taxpayer will help you out and make sure that your children are educated in a Scientologically appropriate way with taxpayers. We do all of that for you. And this guy says, no, nah, we want it more. So, yeah, poor old... Who's, who's the education minister now? I don't know. Dan Tien. Dan Tien. Yeah, this week, our federal education minister is Dan Tien. Um, I might give you a different answer next week. Who knows? It's craziness. They just want their money. I mean, I don't often get into theological discussions here, but because so many private schools uh, in Australia are run by theological institutions, um, and I, I don't really can't can't speak with any certainty or about this, but I am told by Jean often that um, these people aren't being very Christian <laughs> because they want more money because because they want more money. Uh, um, the vast majority of people who really need a good education and come from disadvantaged backgrounds are educated in the state sector in Australia, as is right and proper because state schools accept all and they can't kick out people they don't like the feel of. Um, the whole thing is just a bit I don't think it's very Christian or, or Islamic or I don't know. Jean, you, you often talk about these things. Do you think these people are, are proper? Well, a Christian looks at what Christ Christ did and Christ was much more interested usually with the people with the poor uh, I think you have to actually go and read your Bible and I wish these people would to understand who Christ was and um, what is Christ like behaviour yep. um, and uh, I don't think they're a very good example which is very sad indeed Yep, I think it is too which gets it on, I think we're talking about sadness, I think we should change the tone completely. I think we should talk about great things, not sad things. I think we should talk about a great state school. Every week on the Doctor Program we have a special segment to show a different state school is a great school. State schools are great schools. School of the week. State school. School of the week. Great state schools. State schools. School of the week. School for the week here on the Dogs Program. Oh, great state school. Down in Newport. Yeah, Newport. It's down there in the inner west of, of, of Melbourne. Oh, Jean, you used to work down there, didn't you? Yes, at the um, Community Legal Centre yeah. there. It was a lovely place. Wonderful people yeah, there. We, we attracted all sorts, including old community lawyers, lot and old. Uh, vibrant community lawyers like yourself, Jean. You used to live down in Newport. It's a very interesting place back in the day, wasn't it? Oh, yes, yes. Yeah, very interesting. As a lot of good environmental activists out there because of the Altona. Altona Works and, uh, yes, some very good activists, good people. Yep. Uh, well, Newport Lakes um, is booming. 
um, they've increased their enrolment over the last three years. They now have 180 students out there. So for them, that's good and that's big. The growth in enrolments also represents a change in the demographics of the school community. Things have changed down at Newport. The proportion of students with English as a second language has decreased. And the socioeconomic profiles changed, reflecting the change in the local community. And they are actually very proud to, to be proud of their partnerships with all the families and all the kids in, in the local community. I'll tell you something really strange. This is a great stat school. Firstly, their, their results are cool. You know, if you want to look at all the numbers and the reading and the writing and the arithmetic, they're great. They're well above average for similar schools and they're certainly well above average for, for, um, for what you'd expect um, across all the schools in Australia. So, yeah, great. All the good learning is going on and it's in- integrated into the community because community involvement in the school is actually what is the, makes the school great. The student engagement and well-being are supported and the, and the values of the school are excellence, respect, acceptance, honesty, persistence. I like that. Persistence, acceptance, respect. And the first one, which I think is great, is excellence, because that's actually what a school's all about. It's about getting the best out of everyone in an educational sense, not just a social sense. I think it's absolutely fascinating. Um, it's a great state school. I've been down there. It's, a, it's a, just a really happy place with all the kids work up, as you'd expect to see. But I can tell you, Jean... When it comes to the SES makeup of this school, have a guess how many kids are in the top quartile, that is the richest families in Australia, the, the richest quarter of families in Australia. It's, it's probably fairly high because uh, it's become a very much sought after suburb. It has, isn't it? It, it has. Yeah. 60%. Mm. 60%. 26% are from the next quartile down, the upper middle quartile, 4% from the poorest quartile. It's about half and half boys and girls. It's actually, in terms of the surrounding area, doing really, really well. And so there's a lot of really rich kids going there as well. This is Newport. This is not what it was when you were there, was it, Jane? No, it's an interesting place. So how much does it cost? You know, all these rich kids wandering around in this school doing wonderful things, having a lovely time. Uh, And when we talk about people from a background whose language is, is not English... Um, you'll find that it's actually quite interesting. Well, I find it quite interesting. There's still 25% of the kids come from a background, so one in four. There's not many Indigenous kids, truth to tell. Some of those would come from a Middle Eastern background, I would suggest, which is it's tremendous that, if that is the case, that they are in the local state school. Absolutely, and so they should be, because that's part of kids growing up together from all cultures and all places around the world coming together in a place like Australia means that it's almost impossible to be racist because you grow up with people you like and don't like. So it's got nothing to do with what they speak at home, the colour of their skin or anything like that. Which is kind of the opposite of a private school, really, isn't it? Mm. Which defines itself. A private school in Australia defines itself by who is not in the school. A Catholic school involves people who doesn't involve people who aren't, who, who aren't Catholic. Or well, maybe it does, maybe it doesn't. But that's how it defines itself. A state school defines itself as being open to all people. But let's talk about numbers. School in, in the inner west of Melbourne, 180 kids having a wonderful time. How much does it cost? Well, it's about $11,000 is, is the median cost you need to spend on child in a school to get an excellent education. Now, these kids are getting excellent education. There's no question about that. They're spending just about a, just a little bit over $9,000 per kid per school, per year, sorry, per, per, per child per year. That's value. 
And do you know what? That's a lot less taxpayers' money being spent on these kids than the Catholic school down the road, where it's $11,000. So, Mr Stephen Elder, when you say that your Catholic schools save the taxpayers' money, no. Newport Lakes Primary School is the cheapest, most efficient, <laughs> most effective and most accountable school in the area. That's not a terribly big school, are No, no, no. Oh, it's a nice little school. Mm-hmm. And, and, and Jean often says this, and I absolutely agree with her. You don't want a school to be too big, certainly at primary level, because you want your child to be happy in a local community. It's not sort of not lost in a, in a maze like some, some primary schools in Victoria are huge. But anyway, it's nice to finish on something nice down there at Newport Lakes. Newport Lakes, you are our great state school for this week. If you know a school where you are that's just great and it's state, you can call, you can actually call up 3CR. Just give us a message, and with that message, we will put it to air. You can just call the station. It's really simple, saying, hey, Rob, Dogs Program, check out this school, and I will. It's 94198377. That's 94198377. And if you're interested, in, of course, in checking up on us, you can go to our website at www.adogs.info. That's www.adogs.info. So, until next week, from Jean, myself and Dale, it's bye for now. I dreamed I saw Joey last night, alive as you and me. Says I, but Joe, you're ten years dead. I never died, says he. I never died, says he. In Salt Lake City, Joe says I, him standing by my bed. They framed you on a murder charge, says Joe, but I'm dead, says Joe, but I'm dead. The copper bosses killed you, Joe, they shot you, Joe, says I, takes more than guns to kill a man. Says Joe, I didn't die. Says Joe, I didn't die. And standing there as big as life, and smiling with his eyes, says Joe, what they can never kill, went on to organize. Went on to organize From San Diego up to Maine In every mine and mill Where workers strike and organize It's there you find your hill It's there you find